de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. <laughs> we are off to the most amazing, I think, start we've ever had. <laughs> Welcome to The Colores Radio. Wow. This is episode 68. 68! Ooh, inching closer. We love equality. How is everyone? Glad to be with my favorite people doing my favorite thing, drinking. I'm just kidding. I don't promote alcoholism. Um, maybe I do. Shit. Wow, um, that's funny. Oh, shit. I'm sad now. It was a joke. We actually should talk about alcoholism. We should, I because actually, it is a problem. In the Latino community. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad we agreed to this. We're going to cool. talk about it later. All right. Bet. Not today, but eventually. Um, thank you all so much, as always, for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my homie, Raf, favorite person, sweet guy, retweet. Oh, Don't roll your eyes. Sweet guy. You are the sweetest. Everybody no, knows No, no, no. I'm complimenting you pu- Motherfucking publicly. Maple Avenue. Berrywood. Was good. Tamayo. Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm chilling. How are you? <gasps> I'm great. How are you, Eva? You see what the script says? Yes. And I Rafa wrote that. does not ask Eva, and he never, ever will. Ever. That's so rude. I can read a script? Did you write that? I did write that. That hurt my feelings. Did it? It was kind of funny. Okay. Anyways, um, Rafa, Dallas's premier actor. <laughs> What's really going on? Um, I don't know your life anymore. What are you going through? What's your internal temperature? I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for meme mood. Go, Rafi. I feel like if anybody fucks with us and they listen to this podcast, they know that I am a Dallas Cowboys fanatic because mm-hmm. this is our year. And also because you're a Latino man in Dallas, but go on. I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'm a Latinx man in Dallas. Uh, okay, come on, progressive. Um, But yeah, no, so, you know, this is our year and shit. We'll be at the Super Bowl, but aside from that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope we do this show for eternity so we can just keep Every single that. fucking year. Every year. Um, the Dallas Cowboys played the New York Giants this past Monday night. And there was a black cat that was out on the field. Okay, so. (laughs) And the fucking black cat is everywhere. Everywhere. It's actually one of our juice topics, so I don't want to get into it. Did I ever tell you about the cat that I had? You had a cat? I rescued a baby kitten at fucking Cherrywood. When? Somebody dropped it off in a (gasps) box on the side of the road. That's so rude. Baby little kitten. Picked it up. Black. Oh. She. I took oh, her, get checked her up, took her to the vet. She was good. Her name was Jezebel. She a hoe. It's fine. I like This her. was like during my iron and wine. Like, Shut yeah, up. So I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had that face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I had a cat named Jezebel. And then, you know, 
did she die? She did. Well, a friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what happened to her? I'm I like her fucking laughing over here. Um, we love her. I moved out. Story? No, 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 rest no. Rest in peace. She got people, run over. People are still out. sad about patitas. Yeah, rest in no, peace. No, a friend of mine ended up having to take care of her because I couldn't. I was unable to. Because you can't around. handle the Jezebels. I can't. And uh, oop, that was the whole purpose of this episode. Thanks for yes, listening. Yes, okay, gotta go. Bye. Um, so my my meme mood is the black cat from the Cowboys Giants game, and all of the memes, all of them, especially the one that you showed me, uh-huh. the NFL film, <laughs> fucking iconic. golden. They have one with a Cowboys helmet on. They have one with the little cat with the fucking Hot Boys necklace on. <laughs> they have one. I you saw Post they, Malone got one. Yeah, that's that's why they made the Hot Boys chain. Oh, one. that's why. That's why they made the meme. Yeah, but shout out to Posty for getting that. Um. Anyways, we're gonna keep going to Miami mood because Black Cat was about to be in the juice, and now I feel like we covered it. So he can still be in the juice. Whatever. Um, Miami mood is also an animal, but a better animal, a dog. <laughs> it is a video of um by Amy. Her name is at Ari's Bay. And it is this dog named Rocky. Rocky's so cute. And he got caught with a tamal. Oh, shit. Look at his little pink nose. I just want to Literally me. Literally me. I've had so many. I've had five when tamales today. I took one and when I was little. And it's just November. It's the beginning when of November. When it was raw before my mom put it in the cazuela. Oh, you're the, nasty. Yeah. Did you get Well, no, sick? I didn't eat it. Oh. I took it because I thought they were ready. Oh, you poor They baby. should make some dog-friendly tamales. But look at oh, him. Shit. He was like, damn, she really caught Merlin me. Merlin would love that. Tamal. Um, so I really identify... <coughs> oh, shit. <coughs> Uh-oh. Eva's. <laughs> what did y'all say? Y'all nasty. I am Rocky, the tamal-eating dog. And that's my me mood for the week. Because he got but, busted and he's eating shit he shouldn't be. But it's okay because it happens to the best of us. Um, those are our me moods for today. Last episode, we brought in some dope guests from the Dallas Morning News. Damn, Mike Jones, are you okay? Who? Wow. Um, Cassandra Jaramillo and Ober Manuel um i really enjoyed hearing more of their personal background stories because i really felt more connected to them via twitter (laughs) and i didn't really know their background so it was really interesting to see and hear um where they came from and their journeys and i'd love to see them running the dallas morning news one day it's always dope when the people that you like rely on for information Mm -hmm. like that it's always nice to see them have like real lives. Yes. And be real people. Yes. <laughs> that sounds weird as fuck, but it's like, oh shit. And then right. But his also dad... have the passion the right way. Right. right? No, because yeah. And actually know. It feels very the rare for... to encounter that. So right. having them on was really dope. Um and them being really receptive to me saying, like, hey, we we are allowed to criticize big systems like yours and entities like yours. Um, and then also shout out to his dad, which we kind of made the round business of the week a little bit last week. I ordered the tamales. I got them today. We all had a few bites and they were quite delicious. I enjoyed them. I also just fucking love tamales. Um, so if you want to donate some to me, let me know <laughs> and I will rank your mom's tamales. And no, I'm just kidding. I'll eat them happily. Wow. I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, that's what happened last episode, but today we have a special friend that swung by. Um, 
I actually met her at uh, Jerry's TRHT luncheon, and she was in line in front of me. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? She skipped you. I she did. probably skipped you. She probably skipped. I didn't me. skip. <laughs> actually, no. When we were at we were at the table together first, and I well, was like, "No, we were in line for food, and then we talked, we and then line, we sat, and then we sat." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What is your name?" And I was like, "You're cool. <laughs> I don't know you, but we already knew all the same people, so we're like, truly." What the hell? Why didn't we know each other? So I was like, who is this beautiful young lady? I, I felt the same her. way. I know this is really corny. And then I learned you were my other Pisces half. Hey. Yes, sister girl. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're currently working on a show with our dear pal. You're working on a show? Morgana Wilborn, please tell <laughs> us more. Number one, thank you, Ralph, for freaking my name right. How... Morgana, I will, (laughs) for the rest of my life, I will never. What did you say before? Because at an art cult event, he said Morgana Wilson. Mm. I read the the script. Oh, they fucked it up on the script? Yes. And I looked and I was like, boo, you know. You're like, deleted. I was like, off my MySpace top eight. I felt it right when I said it. I know you did. And I'm sorry. And I will apologize a thousand times. I love you so much. Okay. So um, we met, and now we've gotten closer and closer, all of mm-hmm. us. And so you date my little one. I what? You date my little one? Now. Oh yes, her. Oh, um, that's true. I was like, who do I date? The fuck? Merlin. <laughs> Merlin. Merlin, the cutest dog. Merlin's de colores mascot. <laughs> I think I just decided. Oh my that. god, he needs a tea. We can give him a tea. Uh, I would feel so honored. I would get him a tea. I would do that for Merlin. A little kid's tea. We would rock the fuck out of that. What size do you think he needs? <laughs> he is like a no adult size. It has extra, to be, extra small? Um, I wouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell us briefly, since they're going to kind of get to know you over this episode. Because right you're going to be with us. Um, and it's going to be obviously a more informal our like catch-up episode but we obviously mm-hmm. love having you on we love you so tell us a little bit about yourself so they can kind of get to know you so first and foremost i am a dallas native yes. i'm so dallas that has been my tag line since 1999 okay <laughs> come on prince the other day i was testing her or i was asking something she was like oh you're talking about that street yeah that one turns uh, into yeah. this one and i was like oh shit she Rafa knows tries to test me all I- the time and we're always trying <laughs> he to should know better. who's more dallas obviously me this is well me. you know well, mr and mrs I'm dallas <laughs> right here well who been in dallas longer though oh ooh, only because you oh <laughs> mm. Wow! But didn't you leave? When you're in a midlife Hey, 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 hey. He left Dallas. Did (laughs) you leave Dallas? Dallas? Hey, I, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you leave Dallas for school? No, I went to Denton, baby. So that's still, you still left Dallas. That's still DFW. You still left Dallas. Nah, he was in San Antonio. He was a few hours away. (laughs) San Antonio. All right, Riverwalk. San Antonio. (laughs) Here we are. And here we are. So back to my bio. (laughs) Yes, sorry. sorry. (laughs) A native of Dallas. (laughs) <laughs> I've lived in most zip codes, but currently you can catch me as. So I like to look at my life as what do I do in the morning, mm. during the day, and uh-huh. at nights and weekends. Okay. So for many years, I worked for Dallas ISD. My work is in arts education. In the mornings now, I work at either Eastfield or El Centro, teaching Dallas. intro to theater. Most of my jobs have had the word Dallas in it. I hear it. <laughs> You know, what can I say? 
And then by day, I'm the director of education at the Dallas Theater Center, which now means I need to watch what I say from this point on. Or can I be... You don't have to say that. Thank you, Eva. You can delete um, it. Do you. Do you. Yeah, we can edit no, all this. No, don't delete it because, you know, we never know how long I'll stay there. We know. Oh, I'm and just oop. kidding. Y'all just, just delete that part. Pay me. Leave <laughs> <laughs> that direct deposit. Thank Hello. You. That's real Hello. shit. Real yeah, shit. This Friday, man. <laughs> um, and then by night, you can, or weekend, you could catch me being a freelance photographer for what's my... Uh, Photo noir. Thank you ah. so much. Uh, <laughs> or acting <clears throat> alongside Rafa in what's our play, Rafa? Generations of Adam. What is the organization, Boo? Art Stillery. Hey now. <laughs> I'm dead. And you, you will be in gray space identity yes, hello y'all okay. catch me morgana so be- working working so before i go into generations of adam i will make a stop here at the oak cliff cultural center hey so that i can meet and greet you all as you look at my art among all the other wonderful artists that are featured for the evening so i'm excited yay some real hood hero stuff Come on, Hood Hero. <laughs> Cheers to Hood Heroes. Cheers. Wow, we love a good sound effect. Thank you, Sam. You know, with high tech. all that said, I think it's time for us to jump into the juice. And here we go. This is The Juice, where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Did you like that accent? Ooh, I had two of them, didn't I? You working. Yeah. Y'all like that accent? <laughs> I love I'm it was good. I didn't even notice. I did not even. You notice. didn't. I mean, whenever it was coming out, and then after afterwards, I was. Oh, like, you heard it after. Ooh, Rafa, sure that's a did. horrible country accent. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um. So I wanted to keep it a little bit light with these stories. <laughs> Obviously, they're not all happy necessarily, but I feel like we've gotten. There was so much heavy shit last episode. Um, that I try to lighten it up. So I know we covered it a bit briefly last episode. However, I wanted to bring it up again because it is a story um, near and dear to us. And that is the Rodney Reed situation. So since we last spoke about it a few weeks ago, it, it finally gained traction, which is really exciting. And that's all you can ever hope for as obviously regarding these situations of injustice um so it's been really to me kind of cool to see it blow up um and finally get your like rihanna's and people like this uh noticing these cases that need and deserve the attention um rafa do you have anything to say about it i will always believe that the death penalty needs to be abolished Mm -hmm. shout out to the innocence project who's been doing a lot of work for a long time um and um, it's not just Rodney Reed, but I feel like definitely Rodney Reed is a focal point right now because of you know his execution date coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it to me it it's I'm boggled that we're still talking about why we're still killing people. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> the really terrifying part is that like, and maybe by Friday there will be a breakthrough, and that's all we can hope and pray for. I think he'll get a stay. Yeah, um, I think so too. But that's the thing is that like. 
the only way we can save these people is by shaming these politicians, essentially. Like, if you well, and don't... In te- yeah, and in Texas, it's crazy because there's so many years and so frequently, Texas will kill more people in a year than the rest of the country combined. Because they don't give a fuck. They don't. And these are situations where... It's a technicality. It's like a mishap. And these are all things that could be avoided. It's more expensive for for the state to try to execute somebody than to actually prove, right. you know, all of this shit. And then we kill people to show that killing people isn't right. Governor Greg Abbott, I can't mm-hmm. fucking stand you. You mm-hmm. really make me sick. With this and the homelessness situation... Um, where he came to Dallas and claimed he didn't see homeless people and that we are like a model city for that. He hasn't been to the library. They they drove him through McKinney Avenue. Well, and then then they, I recently heard that, I guess he made them destroy the camps there in Austin um, that they had all, you know, because you go to Austin, they're all right there. Have him come help at the bridge. (sighs) So it just makes me sick to my stomach because I'm not going to say it's just a... Uh, conservative issue by any means because there's a lot of bullshit within liberalism as well but in this regard I think it's funny because they love to wave their Christianity flag and their religious flag whenever it works for them however when it comes to actually helping people in need um, as their lord and savior Jesus Christ would do they don't give a fuck especially if it's people of color Mm -mm. so it's just exhausting however I have faith that Rodney Reed will be freed so I'm happy to see that finally gaining traction. Obviously, it also reminds me of my friend and pal, Prison Bay. <laughs> oh, please Who tell us more. Who is also innocent. <laughs> please tell us more. Do you really want to know more? Yes. Y'all are mocking me. I really want to know. I So if I want to know, I think people out there listening want to know. Okay. Well, so I didn't finish reading the letter because she was <clears throat> eek and we... <laughs> We're trying to record um, right now. It, it is obviously really unjust. And I think I told you all that last time. So like he needs a bottom bunk I mentioned. So right now he's a little bit upset because they moved him from his bottom bunk back to like oh, solitary yeah. because somebody else needed it. So yeah. he's really upset about that because they really um, they make him go into solitary solely because somebody else needs the space. Um and it's like if someone's not out fighting for them, then they don't care and they just treat them however the hell they want. But because he's currently hopefully going to um, submit some paperwork and um, get an appeal, he has to be on good behavior and like not cause any kind of ruckus because they can basically turn on him at any moment. So in this letter, he was actually explaining to me, like when his case happened 10 years ago, there weren't a lot of things happening like these documentaries or these innocent projects. Mm. And he was like, there wasn't a lot of that. And I was a young kid that didn't really know better. So I trusted that my lawyer would protect me and, you know, fight for me. And he didn't. And they basically threw him under the bus um, in his situation. So I didn't finish the letter, but I'm always very grateful for my friendship with him. Because he's taught me so much and the fact that he learned about us through an article in the Dallas Morning News um, covering the colores was really um, moving to me. It made me feel like we genuinely were supposed to be friends and connect because I'm able to learn a lot more about him 
and he's very inspired by us and I'm like inspired by him at the same time. And so it's become a really beautiful um, friendship. And so I'm still trying to figure out ways that I can highlight him. They recently paid for his lawyers to get that appeal. And then if they get that appeal, then they'll t- go back to the court and present all the new information, essentially saying that, you know, everything that they spend on him because he's uh, a black man, obviously they made him the worst of the worst as far as his situation. Um, and so now he's like, I understand the law more. So I'll be able to actually defend myself and hopefully be free. So if you believe in prayer, if you pray, if you, whatever you do, if you want to send money, um, or anything, let me know. I actually think we should do that. Cause a lot of people have joked like, let's make shirts. And I'm like, I'm down. Um, so there will be more situations to help prison Bay. <laughs> What's your face? No, I just think it's cr- like it's no, really that- mind blowing to me. Or even the thing he when he was in solitary. I think I said it. Maybe I don't remember what I say on this show that much anymore. Um, it's just been a minute. But he was like in solitary, and somebody asked him if he wanted a newspaper. And the article they gave him was Ari's exhibit, <laughs> and that blew my mind because I was like, what are the chances of like the two three times you pick up this newspaper, it has like a connection to? And that's the thing for someone me. in his position. Like these types of things are literally the like the little bit of life that they get absolutely you know this communication and all of these Mm -hmm. things are what provides substance to to them in a situation where they have been completely fucked over Mm -hmm. and it's like that's you know i hate to put it in a way where it's like that's all that they have but it's like literally when it comes to the life and the meaning of why we're here that's the one thing that people like that are clinging on to because, you know, they, they've been done so wrong. Right. But that's what we also want through these moments to create, whether they did anything or not, just mm-hmm. transformative healing in general. Right. You know, and the positive aspects of the world that get our people to think, you know, so if they're blessed to come back in our in these spaces with right. us, you know, they can create new processes new life for sure new walks you know right and he's an artist and that's what he wanted to do and he wanted to go to the dallas art institute before he left and so like even when i talk to his mom it's really crazy because i kind of get like more context and so the whole situation is just mind-blowing but um yeah Hmm. i really see like if he when he does get free because i want to speak that into existence as well which this is funny i tweeted about it (laughs) He called me last week and we went out to eat for Luis's birthday and Rafa wasn't there. Um, Sorry, best friend. He calls Luis's best friend and it's not his best friend, but it's fine. Wow. Anyways, he calls me and we're at a ramen restaurant. Can you try explaining to a man in prison that you're at a ramen restaurant? I mean, that is all they eat in there. And I was like, I don't know how to explain this to you, sir, but I am at a... um, I was like, you know that ramen? Well, there's actual, like a traditional Japanese dish that's a lot better than that. And he was like, he's like, listen, when I'm free, don't ever fucking take me there. <laughs> he's like, I'm never wearing white and I'm never going when there. When my brother got out of jail, the weird ramen meals he made at my house. Yo. Yo. Yes. But they're like chefs with it. Yes. Yeah. And it would be like hot towels and stuff. I'm yeah. like, you ain't got to do that. And he'd be like, Anna, leave me alone. It's my prison meals. Just let me live Poor my baby. life. And I, yeah, and I would just give him space, but <clears throat> he would get his packs of ramen. Mm-hmm. He would make some real creative ramen tuna meals. Oh, It's real out there, y'all. It's yeah, real out there for it our is. people. 
It is. Creativity. And they have it. They have the most creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, With that said, I think that kind of covers that that topic. Everything else is a little bit lighter. Um, What? Did somebody laugh? This is not a sad episode? No! try to have fun what's going on someone told me the other day that they came to the comedy show and that they completely loved and enjoyed it and that they were so grateful that we created a space for joy yes and that meant a lot to me i enjoyed the comedy and i was like show. you know what we need to it's important we need to have more spaces of joy in these times because a lot of everything is like dra- like trauma driven that's and true like, i'm tired of being fucking sad i'm tired of this you church. know what i was sharing with our director for our show, mm-hmm. um, one of my good friends wrote about how women of color have to play so many trauma-driven mm. roles, mm. and we don't get to experience joy. Mm. So it's nice that we have these moments, Absolutely. like you cultivate it, with all the women of color to share joy. Yeah. Let's make us laugh, shit. We're going to do another <laughs> one, Bring y'all. Us together. <laughs> it's coming soon. And, and when she told me that, I was like, you are so right. We need to do this again, because... We need to feel more joy. And that's even why I like to go out dancing. And I'm grateful mm. for Latino hustle spaces and boom, boom, boom spaces and even faded DJ spaces where I can just go and let loose for a minute and then return back to reality. I love to see you party online. <laughs> I live Don't vicariously through you. That. I love to see you party <laughs> online. That is so funny. That's an old lady saying I it. love it. I'm like, girl, you don't be with me on Friday. This is true. Yes. Get your rest on Thursday. No excuses. Bring your I don't have stones. a show on Thursday. Right. I'm going to bring all my stones. All of them. All of them at the club. We're going to whip it out. We're going to be right, right, hey. shang-a-lang, shang-a-lang. right by the stage. Like, <laughs> Send them out. Send them out. Because of the speaker. Inhale. Exhale. I'm dead. Bring it to Palo Salto, Santo deodorant. Yes. It smells good. I'm trying to tell you. I'm dead. Humble deodorant. Speaking of which, they a legend. sponsored us yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't l- bleep. Bleep that uh, out. They ain't going to sponsor us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the legend himself, which I also tweeted about this. Go ahead. Which go ahead. we Take also talked about. Yo, if there's one thing. So I, I joke a lot about astrology and I crack several, several jokes about that. And my neck is broken right now. Yes, it is. You. She's giving me a look. So it's Morgana. Um, But my mom, like, I knew after school, when you were done eating, I sat in the living room and you stayed quiet when Walter Mercado came on the screen. Because mom would sit there and listen. And then she would come up to you afterwards and be like, you hear what he said? You hear what he said? And like, you knew it. You knew that con mucho, mucho. The kiss. Amor. And it's crazy because we just talked about him and that's happened to us before yes it's happened multiple times now i'm scared to talk now same and that's what everybody was tweeting me like don't talk about me bitch i was like okay i won't maybe we should talk about more donald nah fuck him that's the first time i've said his name on this fucking podcast it really was that shit was gross i've legitimately sat in my bed and like wish death on him like for i wouldn't go that far but i I just wish he would go i for with compassion no, I would I would want him to experience more pain than any other human being on this planet ever for as long as he can. Okay. And for me to witness that. Damn. Um that's I feel fine. like death would be the easy way out. I that's fair. I just am tired of seeing it and hearing about him. Ugh. Anyways, let's not even let's not even spend time on him. We're going to spend more time on a more iconic Happy, Happy stuff. So <clears throat> 
it's amazing. Okay, so that was terrifying to me because we spoke about him, and it's happened before. Also, John Witherspoon also passed away. Another person who brought incredible joy. Stop laughing at me. Nobody was helping me. Nobody. And neither one of making eye contact. Nobody's looking at me. Y'all being rude. Anyways, so Walter. Walter Mercado was a legend. He was in everybody's household and he was the Latino Puerto Rican astrologist, queen, king, legend that broke so many standards we don't even realize. And it really makes me think on a more in-depth level. Fuck you for making fun of me. You're making fun of me. Because I really find it so fascinating that in our culture that so highly upholds Catholicism and tradition and patriarchy that everybody welcomed this person into their home. Yeah. And so it really makes me wonder, like, because people connected with that. Right. And like the thing with astrology to me is that like it's a connection of identity to some degree. Right. Plug identity. But yes. And so I'm like. My mom didn't watch it like religiously because she was so religious. And so she like could not lean into that too much. But like we saw him on and we would watch it sometimes. And so I just find it so fascinating that in our culture that so often like, you know, says don't don't look into this. Like everybody still loved and obsessed over this because there was still that like magic and that like connection. Regardless. But that's what I'm saying. Like they don't want to admit that, right? There's a lot of them are afraid of brujeria and afraid of astrology and afraid of all these things because you're not supposed to praise anything other than the most high or whatever. But it's like, no, this person created an entire legacy of of beauty and queerness and all these beautiful things and was in the home of so many of these like machista shit filled patriarchal homes and defied that on every level by appearance by even saying con mucho mucho amor like all the passion and everything i just was thinking of all those layers and so um shout out pisces legend who passed walter mercado yes and he passed yeah. on the other mm-hmm. Los Muertos. And it was Mercury and Reggaeton, motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, is that? Mm, that explains so much. You're going to hell. You are so Am fake. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Am I? But let me just say this. Though. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> we don't shy away from our roots, though. Yes. We don't. Yes. And I don't care how colonized Christian we yep. are. No, mm. and no matter how good that conditioning works, Hello. you still fucking st- identify with yeah, it. Yeah, we still I don't care what we're in alignment with, mm-hmm. what cleansing we need to have. We go to our roots and that's what's in the blood memory of black and brown people. Yeah. So that's, that's true. why which I when, want us to lean into more, right? Cuz recognizing how much these people mean to us we is do. proof it's of the that. We don't. Yeah. Let's just say it. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it. The one who got lost in the sauce, drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I mean, but that's how white supremacy works in that way, too. Amen. That, like, we're too afraid to even allow ourselves right. to have fun with these mm-hmm. um, with these star and magic. and right. Christian mystics. That's what I am. Amen. <laughs> so um, I do. I definitely want to go back to John Witherspoon as well, because he was another figure yes, um, that felt... Just everything. everything. What a fucking that's a they're both legends, really. Um 
I was sad. I was very sad. His son wrote a beautiful. JD. Oh. He's been sharing a lot of really sweet mm-hmm. stuff about his dad. And so I grew up watching the Wayne's Brothers. Obviously, I saw Friday and all the other stuff. But the Wayne's Brothers is the thing I watch like daily on WB. And um, WB. You remember WB was, with the frog? Of course. And they showed the reruns too. Yeah. Duh, brothers. Yeah. We're happy <laughs> and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. (laughs) And then they would do the mix up one. Mm. They'd be like, (laughs) yeah. And it gets Um, real Neo Soul. Oh my God. I love Jonestown. So. just these people living in their beautiful truths. They, they make the most impact on us. And so we'd like to honor their passing or their transition and um thank them for all the magic they created on this planet earth because it's hard i think that's the first time (laughs) that was the first time my mom my mom had not been that sad from a celebrity passing since juan sebastian is she okay she's good yeah like i was there when we broke it to her and she was like freaking out for a moment yeah Yeah. they always say that no yeah (laughs) yeah and then she got mad at my brother peewee because he was like i told you she was like no you didn't but yeah, baby. what's your mom's right. sign? Uh, Aquarius. Ah, fascinating. Yeah. Oh, that is. You know what? Shut yeah. up. All right, you can stay. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Um, did y'all get some of that chicken sandwich? Yo, I so real quick story. Uh oh. Yesterday, I was driving a <laughs> on Ross. Why are you telling Hello? people your Ross business? To rob it. Oh, okay. And then there was traffic all the way from Haskell. Mm-hmm. I saw the line you when I drove like by. This, on, I drove by on Sunday and there was a line on from the street. Haskell. Yeah. If you know Ross from Haskell, there was traffic, and I was like, "What the fuck's happening on Ross?" They're doing the streets, though. No, that's no. not why. Because the other side was fine. <laughs> it's because people. And so when line. I turned into Papa, yeah, girl, Papa? where you been? Yes, as soon as it's I, shit. as soon as I'm getting ready to turn into. No fucking traffic. Literally, the holdup was at Popeyes. You know, Ken Academy closed, so it wasn't. That's your- <laughs> it wasn't no school. Oh wow! You do Academy. know Dallas. You do. <laughs> you do I'm know. Do you? <laughs> Come through, Mapsco. Oh, that, sorry, yo, Mapsco was like. Yo, that's how I learned how to drive. My dad was a taxi driver, and he taught me how to drive the streets of Dallas and didn't via Mapsco. Maps go. And now I take the, the long streets fast. and my friends hate that. I learned the bus. Man, my mom. You did. We use it. <laughs> I, I think I said it on the podcast before. Whenever like family would come over from Mexico, we had to walk to St. Jude's in downtown. Hey, man, and so I fucking do. hated it. Because like we'd walk there and then we'd take a, a bus back home or wherever we were going to. So I was like, shit, if we're going to go to fucking, you know, Tia Lucy's house, we're going to have to catch the 409 and then go over there because she just moved off of Irving Boulevard. Amen hey, numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Shingo. But yeah, that's how I learned the streets. Um, with that said, you said you had a quick story and we just talked about the street navigation for five minutes. So five minutes. No, but like, really, was that the end of your story? I'm, I that was wanna... the end of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You were tra- in traffic. I'm sorry. That's what it was, right? Yes. The Popeye. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Popeye's line. So I went Sunday morning. God, I'm just yeah. checking. I wanted to make sure you got it all out. I didn't want to be cutting you off since I do that often. Rude bitch at myself. Um. It's okay, guys. I love self-awareness. I will own my flaws. Um, Make space for a woman to talk more. 
That's why I try to tell them, but they don't. Oh, wow. He's listening. Mira. He asked me how I was doing today, guys. Can you believe? I did, yeah. Oh, wow. Rafa finally asked. He's a good man, y'all. Stop hating. Don't nobody hate on Rafa. Everybody's in love with him. Thank you, Morgana. Thank you. Rafa got these women out in the streets. Please. They got to line out the door like Popeye's for Rafael. No. They don't know. They think they know. I know, mijo. It's okay. We'll talk about it later. Well, I'm in rehearsal and chill with him three days a week. Boom. I'm just kidding. Girl, you better be careful. None of y'all be looking for me. No, they will, bitch. You better be careful. I ain't thinking about it. Who's this Morgana Wilborn? They'll start hating on you for no reason like they did me. I'm just trying to exist. And they'll be like, oh, you know Rafa more than me? Delete, block, unfollow. I didn't do nothing. Yes, he's laughing and silent because it's true. Amen. So anyways, on Sunday, I was like, it's November 3rd. Spread the word. The Popeye's chicken sandwich is back, bitches. And I pulled up in my car. I was like, oh, shit, I hope it's not that bad. And I went to the one off 35 and the line was not that bad. It was Which about three one cars. Off 35? Well, I went. Remember, I'm an icon. So I went at Sunday morning at 1130. Right here by the zoo. What's McDonald's. Church? Oh, OK. Huh? I wasn't at church. I was at Popeye's. That's my church. <laughs> it's my religion. It's not homophobic. Thank I you. I love that chicken from Popeye's. Uh, um, so I went, got my cute little sandwich, and you got one. Yes, I'm telling y'all, I, I do it before the craze. One. Y'all gotta roll with okay. me. Okay, I did it before. I haven't eaten. Did, did I not? Did I not get chicken you sandwich sound, both times? You sound mad, Pat, right now. I, I did got it before it everyone did it. Yeah, about <laughs> eating fucking fried chicken. I'm not eating it this time though. Ooh, she's putting her foot down. So with that said, shout out to Pat because I know what she's getting at. I just enjoyed chicken and I enjoyed non-homophobic chicken. So I went and got it. Um, I think the point Pat's trying to prove is that these people at Popeye's are not being paid enough. Which is true of all these entities, not just Popeye's, McDonald's, any of these fast food chains, which is why the $15 minimum is bare minimum of how these people should be being paid so that they can live and not be suffering. And that's how white supremacy works and capitalism works. So I completely... You see those numbers of how much that Popeye's person is making? Popeye himself is white. I cannot stand you. I mean, he is. Popeye the Sailor Man. I don't think the name, the stores in reference to the... It was a joke. It was a joke, Pat. The spinach eater. Um, With that said, it is kind of wild how these crazes get out of hand. So somebody... Jesus Christ. So somebody died, to put it lightly. Someone got killed at a fight trying to get one of these sandwiches. No shit. Um. Yeah. Food so it's kind of real. Shit. That's true. But what it's happened? kind of interesting oh, how fucking this happens. Blue Grocery. Oh yeah. Oh, it's downtown, yo, Main Street. No, but they're trying to open one in down in Oak Cliff, and they were trying to charge the city. Oh, what house price point? Six hundred thousand dollars. Seven hundred or seven hundred to re- renovate us. Omar no, find it. Take Omar and a few other people find it. <laughs> thank goodness, Jesus. Thank you, Omar. Wait, I'm trying to get back. Someone died at Popeye's? Yes, someone got killed and stabbed when they got in a fight after trying to get this Popeye's. They got stabbed? I swear to God. That's not funny. I'm just like, for real. No, it's not. It's crazy. Holy shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the craze is wild. wild. Like, that's crazy. The one off uh, near the zoo? Not here. Not in Dallas. (laughs) My bad. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Not in Texas. That's real tender, too. I do find that really fascinating. Oh, my God. 
I do find it fascinating how this, how these things blow up, right? Like, so even with Rodney Reed, like it took a minute for it to <clears> gain <throat> traction, but now it finally gained traction with Popeyes, like definitely crediting black Twitter for that and for, for praising it. Um, and then everybody wants Rodney to do it cause Reed's it's cool. Popeyes. Right. Or it's in and it's popping. And so that is an interesting study to me of like how these things gain this popularity and this like moment in history to some degree. Um, a fucking chicken sandwich. And is it good? Right. Oh, I. You don't remember right. the first episode? I talked about how juicy it was. I don't want to get into it again because I was mad dramatic that day. Okay. Um, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> I like it. It's good. Yeah, I can't wait for the craze to calm down. We need to learn how to be My more boy. patient and be kind to yeah. these people working these businesses. They don't get paid well. They don't get treated well, and everybody eats. Okay, Jesus Christ. All right, so I don't know if y'all were on the internet yesterday, but it was funny because there was a white man that was like saying the word boomers like saying the N word. And uh, that tweet was. You saw some of those rebuttals? Yeah, they were hilarious. Um, I just want to shout that out because we've kind of been joking about it throughout the show. Um, and uh, white people feelings are really. My favorite Astounding. response was the, if you're not willing to say the word that you are saying it's as bad as, then that should tell you that it's not. Right. That's from that stand up. What's his face? Comedian. White Can't think of his name. <clears throat> Mulaney. John Mulaney. Um, but it was really funny to see some of those responses. Um, baby boomers. Y'all really are special. I'm going to be honest. Very much so. Uh, millennials are... Um, like 23 to pushing 40 i think so it's a wide range of people hi so we are a multitude we're all millennials here basically well we got a gen Z. -er. it's okay we accept them they're cute or whatever they're like fighting for the planet and what's considered gen z because like i'm xy what are you xy (laughs) call xy i'm xy um i'm rafa is too yeah he's not generation x we xy I don't remember what generation I am. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but I know I'm a young millennial. That's it. Oh, We all in this thing. Anyways, I <laughs> thought it was hilarious to see those. Um, because they're always like, millennials are killing diamonds. Millennials are killing blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we're poor. We just want contentment and like to eat a chicken nugget happily. Damn. I'm poor. So. College loans. That was fascinating. And my final discussion topic was fucking the cowboy's black cat which we already talked about i mean we didn't go so i really like i want to know where this cat <clears throat> came from i want to know you know what i got scared that they were gonna kill him god bless it because he was running free for a minute all over the field he looked yeah. nice and healthy too so he, he was deep he'd be eating them oh, hot dogs french fries i mean he lives he lives at the cowboy's he's a new york cat nah, met life up in new york, new york? yeah Oh, I mean, he got he he ran more yards than Saquon Barkley from the Giants. He probably Ooh. has he probably has a good athletic build because he has to keep up with Pizza Rat to eat mm. it. Yeah, I think this cat's more iconic than Pizza Rat now. Is. But really, I was um, so. <laughs> I was really impressed with this cat. You know what's funny is that I thought we were playing the Panthers, bitch, because I was like, "There's a black cat on the field. What's going on?" And I was like looking. I was like, "What's happening?" Oh. Oh, they zoomed out. I was like, that's a small panther. And then I was like, that don't even look like a panther no more. It was a cat, a black cat. It was, it to me, it's a sign. Y'all know me. I think everything's a sign for something. And I was like, what does this mean? Black cats are magical, y'all. I know. That's why I'm like, look at him. He was running. 
It's Jezebel. Jezebel. Oh, rest in peace. I hope he has a safe home now. No, me too. I hope they didn't hurt him or like. Look how he's like he's frolicking. Like, happy trot. It's like, oh. Do you guys think he knows he's an icon? Oh, oh. Yeah, he's been drafted oh. to the NFL. No. Oh my god. Amen. I, this was this was a moment of joy. I could live with more of this kind <clears> of shit. <throat> I will take this any day over the bullshit yeah, happening in the world. Way. Amen. Look at him. And there was one point where he Taking like started going near the uh, fans. <laughs> Like it was so funny, and he really black folks taking their time. <laughs> Shut up! How did he? Hey, how did look mix? at him? Look, see, he's about to go towards the fans. Meow mix. He was really running, taking up space. Fancy I like feast. It. Yeah. We stand. Caesars. 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 Yeah. Look at him. Like that's incredible. How did he get in? How look did at he that get past? Shot. <laughs> He knew he was an icon. I really, I, I, I really feel for this black cat. Um, and then the Cowboys won, I guess, which is cool or whatever. <laughs> oh shit! The black cat that helped put the jinx on the Giants during Monday Night Football wasn't the just jinx a random on the Giants. That's a trespasser. Someone was, was writing that shit like, "Look, bitch, I went and got this <laughs> English degree real quick." It was part of a colony of as many as three hundred feral felines that call MetLife Stadium home. Oh, the Post has learned. What? Are you serious? The big skin pusses. Are- <laughs> what I say? What yes. did I say? Amen. Yes. Body positivity. Put that degree <laughs> to work. <laughs> big skin puss. That's my new stripper Put that name. Degree to work, Ooh. bro. I'm here for it. I looked and said, that looks like one of the cats I feed. Said who said employee, that? Said an employee. Said random did- concession yeah. employee. <laughs> She's like, I give him the old hot dogs. That's crazy. <laughs> who declined to give his real name. But they didn't want to get fired. But who said he is known as the cat man around the sports oh, They're going to find him. Stand. Cat man, we gotta talk to you. We gotta talk to you. <laughs> not Go, I hope you're a Latino Nathan's man, Franks. bro. Who wrote this? Get them agit the curious kitty. Who See, <laughs> I'm tired of y'all. Generation Z. There, that is not who wrote that article. You, you take this paragraph. Go Literally. ahead. Literally. Damn. So, um, it was quite entertaining to say the least to see this on Monday Night Football. Um, I hope to see a lot more of it. I don't know that there's any other <clears throat> news at the moment that isn't the most heartbreaking shit in the world, like everything mm-hmm. else right now. And so we're going to keep it light. Today was voting day. Um, yes. It was also Odell Beckham Jr.'s birthday. <laughs> Didn't know that. Because Who? I cared too much about that man. Um, with that said, I think we're going to close out the juice and jump into a brief conversation with our dear friend, Morgan. Hey. So I wanted to talk about it um, really in depth, but I don't know that we have the time and capacity to do so at this moment. Um, but I recently had a conversation with my family members in which I... Um, said some, somebody said something about like who they wanted to vote for. And, you know, everybody's getting kind of worried because they're like, is Trump going to get reelected or not? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know if y'all are having these conversations. I feel like I hear them often. Um, and I basically <clears throat> said something about white supremacy and my family was like, yikes, that seems harsh. I was like, is it harsh? Cause we got one in office and they agreed with that obviously. Right. But it really made me realize how, many um people of color 
I know Latinx people specifically are so used to centering whiteness and white supremacy in general that they don't even, they can't even say white supremacy without feeling uncomfortable. Um, so obviously I made my family very uncomfortable at that family dinner (laughs) and I didn't mean to, that wasn't my intention, but I'm going to call what something is what it is. And that's what I've been doing on this podcast for three and a half, three years almost like, and so it's kind of funny to me one, because I was like, y'all at this point I'm getting gigs to say this shit. So it's not like I'm speaking out of my ass, right? Like people are resonating with this because there's truth to these words and these discussions. And that's why I've made it my central goal. Um, because it's a way of reclaiming our power and our identity and ourself. Um, so I figured you might be a good person to kind of touch on this subject with, I know when we, um, a few weeks ago, months ago, we kind of had an unpacking of like terminologies regarding queerness and, and, um, just a lot of different phrases that maybe not everybody had access to learning. And so I wanted to do that with white supremacy and race. However, we won't be able to do it today. So maybe you can join us again another day. Um, but maybe we can have that discussion another day to get more in depth, um, regarding discussions on race as well. Cause I know I mentioned that last episode where a lot of people don't really understand that race is a deep connection to power and how the system works and structures based on that, not just based on our ethnicities and our culture, um, which people also kind of conflate it with and combine it with. And so that's another thing with like Latinidad and people's inability to even say white Latino, black, you know, Afro Latino or any of these different, I guess, complexities uh, within race in general. So what we have to always remember is that there are going to be people in our black and brown communities that still believe because of generational trauma and all this blood memory of trauma that the proximity to whiteness is survival. Mm -hmm. And because of what has happened, because of what has happened in our, you know, in our memory, in the trauma of our lineage, that we have to uh, align ourselves with whiteness. Mm -hmm. As a survival. As a survival mode. And This is what those of us who have become separatists of that, who are powerful in that, who have healed from that generational trauma, we must do the work to free their minds in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a descendant of the Afrocentrist, (laughs) you know, so I'm all about like freeing the minds of our Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters who are entrapped Mm -hmm. by um, feeling that the only way that we can survive, and I'm saying that my proximity to whiteness, my half whiteness, my being uh, of light skin privilege, that therefore that is my job mm-hmm. to make sure that we must free the minds of those that feel that the only way they can survive, that they are good, that they are clean. Or beautiful or any or of beautiful, the good things. Yes, to align themselves with whiteness. Mm-hmm. No. We are still great um, despite and beyond that. That is a colonized condition Mm. um, and way of thinking and living that we must move beyond. It's going to be hard when it comes to our baby boomers, let's be Mm -hmm. real. (laughs) And many of us and the ZXY 
Oh you know, <laughs> Jen, we'll be like, man, baby boomers die. You know, whatever. It's some real hard stuff. But even real that, hardcore stuff. Even that logic, sorry to interrupt you, that logic of like when they'll die out. And it's like, no, if you've no. seen the pictures, right even on. in Halloween that were going around of like these young people that are still being taught incredibly anti-black things, incredibly mm-hmm. racist things. This situation where this man was got acid poured on his face. Right. But then there's also these white Latinas wearing KKK hoods, which ain't shit either, right? And so that's why I'm like, there's layers to this stuff. How are, what are we doing to pull our brothers and sisters out of that? Right. Are we just saying like, look at you? Are we saying like, yo, <laughs> open up your mind? Right. We need to go back to the work that has already been done mm-hmm. in order to free the minds of those that, you know, I'm going to use words like enslaved, enslaved mm-hmm. in this mentality. And we really have to not just work of look at what uh uh edgar and so and so are doing and how they speaking and how they mm-hmm. thinking i'm just going back on that meme you That's know fine. <laughs> Go for it. i ain't gonna stop you the edgars are guilty <laughs> but um you know all of us yo that are um living in this thinking that we safe right. i've had so many students who think we are beyond mm-hmm. you know this trauma beyond this discrimination beyond this enslavement we've been brainwashed because we've been brainwashed and because they have so much excess to becky and boo Mm -hmm. and lala and whoever Mm -hmm. and think that's their friend but it's like yo the minute they cry white tears baby it's over for Mm -hmm. you and you too are a mr reed right waiting to see whether Mm -hmm. or not you will be freed on an innocence project by Miss Kim Kardashian, Shit. who finally opened and enlightened her eyes. So a little like, bit, a, a little bit, bit, a little bit. Right on. I ain't gonna give her all that. Cause oh, and shall we not? Because she's. Uh, she's part of it too her proximity to blackness has only opened her eyes to such right on right and then we (laughs) her husband going backwards anyways i want to in addition to all of that state that it is a process right it is it is a privilege to have this knowledge and to understand that what are we doing with it though Right. With the privilege that we have. Exactly. I mean, and that's why things like this podcast are important, right? That's mm-hmm. why I always tell people, you want my advice? I got 60, almost 70 shows. Listen up. They're long as hell, too. There's plenty of content there. We have this discussion. And to me, I'm just like, it's we're all works in progress. We all have a lot of these tendencies because we've all been raised in a society that upholds all whiteness. Us. All of us. I'm a, y'all, us POCs can be problematic. Oh, my God. Never We're the forget, most. <laughs> never forget the stuff that fall out our mouth. Yeah. Right on. So, with that said, do you want to share us, with us anything about you personally, identity in general, outside of just white supremacy? Because we, I obviously don't care to center whiteness in that regard, but I like to criticize it because I think it's critical to be analytical to progress um but with that said you're in our identity show i know when we first met up um you were talking a little bit about your biracial background and your privilege and all that and and being able to navigate that um because like i'm saying it we're all works in progress so you didn't come into this world and maybe you did i don't know if you knew all this information growing up, right? I think no, we were all... No, we're all works in progress, right. right? It's all comes to these stages of enlightenment. 
Because we don't know. We come with the group that we want to fit into. My mom and I did uh, this wonderful KRA Story Corps mm-hmm. um, oral history project. Right. And she and I went back and forth about identity. Mm-hmm. And she questioned me about, you know, why I center myself in blackness mm. when she no longer sees that for something for herself and i'm like oh, wow mama you have the privilege to do that because you've lived a black life i can't do that with my light skin behind <laughs> leave my brothers and sisters behind mm-hmm. you know um and plus my birth certificate say black and black even though my daddy's white you huh. know um there's a reason to that for me mm-hmm. there's a service in which i must execute my people in which i must serve in whatever capacity have i made mistakes have I had to learn and re-educate and reform my vocabulary? Yes. Um, identity is an evolutionary thing, man. And for me, um, as being a, I call myself a biracial black woman, woman, W-O-M-X-N. Mm. <laughs> and because of my matriarchal lineage of black women of strength, mm. my divine inheritance and power, the creators. Have y'all seen Fast Colors? Mm-mm. Oh, yo, you got to see that. Movie night? Yeah, movie night. Amazon Prime. So, <laughs> But we fucking, fuck Amazon, but fuck. I know, I know. But sorry, y'all, it's not on many platforms. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the complexities of The complexities of it. You know, and you know, if I was uh, talking about the conversation we had with my mom, um, because she said, what has some things I've endured within the black community? Because mm-hmm. I talked against, you know, the white community, things mm-hmm. I've endured that much. And I say, you know, my darker sin brothers and sisters have endured trauma. Mm-hmm. And because of their trauma, that was projected onto me through bullying, etc. Because, you know, depending on the community, um, it might not be couth to say like colorism mm-hmm. exists on both spectrums mm-hmm. from light to dark. I feel you. Right. I Especially love you. the way privilege serves. Right on. That. However, I remember when I was bullied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the way I'm going to say it is that. It's because my brothers and sisters' trauma were projected onto me. Mm-hmm. But I never forget. But I know. And whether or not we want to say colorism, cool. But we all have experiences of pain. Mm-hmm. And may that bring us together um, to fight white supremacy and these systemic systems in which we must lead and engage in. Right. I exist in so many right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which have, you know, formed my identity and what I must do every day in my job. And they know because I write them and I say, yo, we need to stop this well-intentioned white supremacy. Mm -hmm. These white tears, you know, they know what's up. Mm -hmm. Um, But my work in mindfulness, compassion, Mm. anti-racism, and I'm going to say black women up because if black women win, we all win. Mm -hmm. We all win, we all win. And I'm going to just keep saying that. Because that's the bottom barrel. Because that goes into um, even like Afro-Latinas, anybody mm-hmm. within this dark-skinned spectrum. Right. Come on now. Uh, so, you know, this is the work that I'm rooted in. And no matter what my mama has transcended into, I'm fighting for her. Right. My voice for her yeah. um, as a light-skinned woman to say the things that maybe she never got to say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so that's what I'm rooting in. That's why I do the work that I do. I'm blessed to do roles that are like biracial. That's powerful as hell. Mm-hmm. I've had to play a slave. So there you go. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I said, yo, I played a slave. Time to move on. I'm Halle Berry. What's up? but you know like even in the work that i do my photography is rooted in the stories of dallas you never see me doing model photography Mm -hmm. that's not what i'm in i do celebrate bodies of all my beautiful friends and women shout out to my 2018 piece color girls you know Mm. stuff like that um but it's just telling the stories of all of us right that have gone unheard Mm -hmm. and even in my piece that's in gray space identity Mm -hmm. it's about my friend kobe calhoun who identifies as non-binary we are both biracial black and white babies Mm -hmm. and it's uh from a series that i did last spring uh called from blank to blank and it was mean to to fill in the gaps of Mm -hmm. like where society has made you socially identify to how you self-identify now and many people were able to write on the wall on how they identified the photos um, and how they identify for themselves. And so now we have free range, y'all. Mm-hmm. Let's not get lost in it and go the wrong direction. Right. Let's support and empower each other in that. So that's all I got to say. I don't know if it was wrong or right. And I don't really care with the feedback. <laughs> but that's how I live my life. And that's y'all don't why pay we love my you. bills. <laughs> I love it. You're everything. Um, so you said so many things. <clears throat> I wish I had more hours with you, but that's why I'm glad you're my friend. So I can be like, let me call you for too long. I love you. Um, <laughs> so just in general, all these things, identity, I feel like that's why it was so important for us to do this show because to me, so much of our trauma and, and trying to figure out who we are and what we're doing with our life and all these things are rooted in identity, whether we realize it or not. And so, mm-hmm. For a lot of people, they're like, oh, identity politics don't matter, blah, 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 which mm. to me is another tool of white supremacy. Yes, it Whereas is. for us, yeah. it's like we are valid. We are human. We are here. And this is how we are. Um, and we want to be celebrated and loved beyond that. Because I, I don't I really want to imagine a world where we're not just living through our trauma and our pain, yes. but living through joy and beauty mm. and love. Transcending. Beyond, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? So with that said, I I don't even know if I've told my team, but I think I want our next theme for our next series of shows and everything we do coming up soon to be more focused on love. Mm. I really want to explore that because that is such a big part of who we are and our motivation to um, live and breathe in all kinds of love and what it means. So and what's that book we just read by <laughs> Bell Hooks? all about love i know i really (laughs) you're my fave okay so with that said we have our art show coming up this saturday and we'll cover it a little bit more friday friday oh my god am i drunk no yes no i'm not i just slipped (laughs) it's this friday you know that november 8th um but thank you so much to our lovely beautiful you see you see why we brought her on we (laughs) y'all knew she was funny already now you saw her her beautiful I don't even know how to describe it because it's like poetic wow. and inspiring I and love y'all. Y'all bring just everything to my body. Thank uh, you. And you bring it to us. And I think everybody will agree because everybody in this room is just shocked and nodding at you because stop, we're not even trying to hide. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Pisces thing. Eh. <laughs> no Gemini's. No. Ooh. Ooh. 
T. Um, <laughs> wow, we're trash. Um, we're not trash. Uh, with that said, we are going to move on to our next segment. So we are bringing back a segment that is always there. I kind of just wait for the questions to be asked, and sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. Um, this is called me typing on keyboard. Dear Eva, our first question is, Eva, how do you find balance? There's always so much going on in our lives and the world. Um, I don't find balance enough. I know that. I will be honest with that. And I'm often just running and going and going. Um, for me, balance often looks like trying to be mindful of um, my schedule and understanding that if I have like three days steady doing stuff, then I need to give myself at least one day off to not do anything. Um, I try to spend some time alone. I try to do some journaling. I, if I am overwhelmed and need to break down and cry. Oh my God. Why are y'all laughing? We're not laughing. I'm just eating bookies. You're addicted. Look at your mouth. It's going to be raw. It hurts right now. Stop. (laughs) Give me this. How's she going to give it back to me with one lamp, y'all? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm trying to find balance. Wow. You nasty. Don't leave snacks around Morgana. Literally, her whole phone has salt <laughs> all over it. <laughs> oh, my God. Sal Dallas, black girl. That's right. I support you. With that said, <laughs> um, balance looks different for everybody. I do believe balance is key to a fruitful life. With that said, balance is really hard to find. It will look different for everyone. I'm going to close my eyes so I can stay focused. This is really hard. I'm going to open them again. Um, it looks different for everyone. I think it's very important to find what works for you. I think Rafa can maybe speak to what balances him because he's constantly going as well. I know for me, I have to go home and like... um just sit or cook cooking for me is really therapeutic i've figured that out if i'm really overwhelmed at work i will say hey boss can i work from home today i'm not feeling well can i do this because i am very mindful of my mental health i need to prioritize what really matters to me right now which is my health and my well-being and it's really hard to figure that out so intentionally giving myself the time to both have fun and to both mess up and to do better when I do that and to learn from my mistakes and give myself grace. All these things I talk about on self-care corner is kind of my tips for balance, which is really hard to do. Like right now I've been feeling kind of anxious again. So I feel like after today I'm going to take it easy the rest of the week. I'm not going to do too much because we have a show on Friday. So I need to be mindful of that. So really being mindful of your priorities and your mindset and what works best for you is essential to that and then from there um being aware of everybody around around you and not over committing and not overextending yourself too much and all of these things to really prioritize yourself um i hope that helps with that question oh rafa did you want to go no it's fine go i it, balance is really difficult and if you can find it then good for you some of us cannot um ever and it's really difficult and challenging because you get caught up in the things that make you temporarily happy and you never deal with the shit that bugs you okay do you feel like you've prioritized your balance 
What do you mean? So that means no. Have you put you first? No. There you go. That's your problem. And that's fine. It's not fine. I mean, no, it's not fine. But even the fact that you let me run over your question is like, no, like you, you, your statement is just as valid, and you're allowed to say I have. No, found I know balance. that. I'm, and I'm not like I'm not upset about it. Like, I know I you're get not, it. but I'm saying like even that to me is saying that like you were okay with me running over your question because I forgot and I'm trying right, to rush because, through it. No, because I know like all things considered, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on, and I get it. And to me, like I feel like. I have I never do enough to get like perspective about whatever it is that I'm doing, whether it be here at my day job or, you know, with my fucking DJ friends or with the podcast or whatever I'm doing, like in theater. Um, I feel like outside of all of that, um, I could prioritize my family a lot more. But in the in the sense that I do like set a little bit of time for that. I feel like there's a lot of things with that that I can't control that I'm just like, well, what the hell am I really good for? Right. And that's where for someone like you, from my understanding, you're never going to feel that because you're a perfectionist. So you're never going to feel like you're okay. There's a reason we're good friends, bud. Um, But I think that speaks to that, right? You're never going to feel like you're doing enough for your friends, for your family, for anybody. But I know for a fact, you're certainly not doing enough for yourself. And I'm not saying this to call you out, but I'm saying like this is proof, right? You but I can handle it. That's what I'm like. That's not I, the problem, though, baby. That right, we know it, you can handle it. We like clearly being, see that, right? So being able to do these things and finding the little moments of joy within all of that, mm-hmm. us being here, like this is like I enjoy this. For sure, this is a good time. I know that there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done to make sure that people can hear this. <laughs> right. I know that a lot of things come together to make this sure. happen, and me finding meaning in being a part of that equation is enough for me like to me when when, when i go home at night and i go to sleep i'm like yes there was a lot of bullshit going on but there's millions if not billions of people that are worse off than mm-hmm. me and i get the privilege and the luxury to be able to do things that empower so many other people and so many other communities that me going through a little bit of turbulence in for my sure. personal life is worth it absolutely so I think you should take a moment of mindfulness for that each night. Just a quiet moment for yourself <laughs> where you can just be in gratitude and thanks. That's what she's hitting at. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like my wish for you is that you could prioritize yourself <clears throat> with contentment, with love, with joy, with patience, with grace. Because you give a lot of other people grace, but you don't give yourself any. What? I don't know. what. Okay. We could talk about it later. It's okay. We're not my trying friends, to get sad. My friends were. I say the year this was grace. I say this because <laughs> yeah. I care and I want the best for you and I want no you, and I appreciate it. Like and I, do. I want you to give yourself what you deserve. Thank you. That's what I want. Thank you. And I mean that forever and ever and ever. Thank you. Because you give everybody else your best, but yourself, and you deserve that. That's all. As an Aries moon, <laughs> I get preach queen. I get. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <laughs> what you go through Preach, queen. and so prioritize yourself and even in the space full of women like it's not like you're taking up space as much as being supportive and being present to speak and speak up when is your birthday ever are you she's a march pisces i can tell yeah they oh, take yeah. up space in a beautiful way hey shut that up <laughs> i got you so, a gift 
<laughs> my last bookies. Her last bookies. My last bookies. What you mean? I take up space. You ain't on my bookies. I'm no, just kidding. Amen. So I'm just saying, like, as beautiful of a spirit as you are, just be present with your voice because it's so needed. And you're not taking up space, Mm-mm. even though it's like women in the room that you want to honor and uplift. If anybody I will let go off on me, it is this man. The only man, maybe. Why did this turn into this? I don't know. God damn it. Because we love you. (laughs) With that said, the next question is, chicken nuggets or popcorn? (laughs) We'll we'll let Rafa lead that question answer. But wait, can I ask Um, one thing? Both, yes. Do they mean chicken nuggets and popcorn chicken? I'm gonna say I'm gonna assume like chicken uh, chicken like you love chicken and then popcorn. Why are you gonna make me pick? That's kinda difficult. Go ahead, Rafa. She said take it away out. Why does it have to be one or the other? They're very different meals. Well, what snacks. Chicken nuggets from where? Um, I don't they know. They didn't specify. Okay. Um <laughs> I like both. I don't I don't know if there's a right answer for that. I still want it to be popcorn chicken. But I think I'm more of a chicken nugget person than a popcorn chicken person. Oh, so it's not like popcorn and it, popcorn chicken. I don't know. Sorry, y'all got lost. Me so, too. <laughs> so if like you haven't eaten all day, well, no, that's a bad, that's a bad scenario. We're all I really confused. Like yeah. With that said, we're moving on to the next question. It's any advice for a first generation college student majoring in fine arts? I can answer this, but I'm going to let somebody who's currently in this situation go for it first. Because oh I love putting people on blast. The and intern. There's a lot more important voices boom, boom, than just boom. mine. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think the advice that I have given my... The advice that I have given myself this semester is to really take it step by day by day because as soon as you start to kind of think of, oh, what do I have planned for like the next week or in two weeks or you kind of start kind of just going through your whole schedule month to month, you overwhelm yourself and then Mm -hmm. you're like, I can't do this. I Mm -hmm. can't do this shit at all. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And it just mentally takes um, a toll on you. So how I do it, and hopefully this works to whoever needed this advice, is to really take it day by day and to remind yourself that it is temporary wherever you're going through because hopefully months from now you'll be okay and you won't be in the situation that you are now. So that's my advice. I love it. Can I give some advice from a professor standpoint? So I have a lot of uh, first-gen students in my theater class. And (laughs) number one, students are just overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I don't care what their background is. Right. (laughs) And um, you have to have grace is the word of the evening. Thank you, Rafa. Um, (laughs) Grace with yourself and and not allowing, you know, professors or your parents 
or mm. your job to the parents one is the man, hardest with that first generation push struggle, you I think. around it's going to be a lot of stress and i want to reach out to my educators out there know who your stare who your students are and build relationships mm. um so that you know their story so that you can meet them halfway um we don't have to live by a colonized framework mm. decolonize your classroom decolonize your mind and support your community um students uh, tell your stories. Don't be ashamed of your story and what you're going through, who you are and what your um, stressors are. You know, let your teachers know. Uh, tell your story. Uh, take it one, like she said, take it one day, one minute at mm-hmm. a time. And if you're in fine arts, don't let them not know your name. Mm. Don't go unnoticed. You show up for yourself for the culture, for the people. I I made that mistake and I didn't go into theater till way later because they chose the white people over me. Mm. Um, Or I I wasn't the, you know, uh, perfect black person or a a Latina girl, you know, and then you and T. (laughs) So, um, you know, show up for yourself because you have a reason to be there. You have a purpose. Absolutely. So I just want to leave that with you. You're going to do great. And I want to add with all these, all this lovely advice that recognize that this system was not built for you. No. And that's the sad pill you have to swallow. But once you swallow that, then it makes you a lot more powerful because then you realize how badass you are because you're overcoming all these circumstances that were not built for you within the system that was completely um, created for whiteness essentially so recognizing how powerful you are within that realm in the fine arts especially Mm -hmm. your voice is even that much more important and it will be difficult it will test you so again give yourself grace get sleep get sleep eat well be mindful of your health I know mental health was when I first discovered it my sophomore year of college, which is why I always discuss that. Don't get to the point I got to really take care of yourself. Get that therapy on campus or whatever you got to do to really um, give yourself the tools to manage one of the most stressful times of your life. Um, So with that said, hopefully that helps you. Good luck. Please um, write us if you need any other advice or let us know that everything is okay because I will be thinking about you. Um, our last one, I'm going to try to keep it short. Rafa, you're going to help with this one. Okay. It is anonymous. It says, okay, so I have managed to somehow make a few friends here in LA after two years of having moved there. But I've lately been more, wait, lately I've been more about being alone and working on my own shit. I don't want to lose my friends, but I also don't really feel as close to them as I do to my friends back home or as they do to me, I think. Should I make more effort to keep them since they're all I've got here or keep to myself, which is what I'm feeling like doing lately because that is a depressive tendency of mine. What you got, Raf? Oh, man. I don't know. You don't know? Um... I feel like there's always ways to connect with people, but um, regardless of where you are, um, but I'm also, uh, 
I feel like I really enjoy people and there's there's like a handful of people that I really like connect with but um like I tell people all the time, no one cares more about what you do than you do. And to me, like I'll sit with myself and, and go through whatever it is, like what I want to do that no one will really understand regardless of how much they want to support. Right. Um, and it doesn't mean that, you know, that you can't have any friends. I feel right. like understanding that you're unique, like there's a bit of responsibility with that because you're like, yeah, there is one of me, and if I was like everyone else, that shit would be boring as fuck. Right. Um, and I think there's that's something to celebrate. Um, and if anything, that brings me a little bit of joy when I'm like, okay, I'm at home and I'm alone, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, all everything I did today was fun or, or whatever, but um, I don't know. That's a really difficult question. So I agree with that. I think to me, the things that are repeating in my head is balance, right? <laughs> Which we kind of just talked about is finding the balance between two. Why do you have to give up these friends to do your own work? Like, do you have to do that? If you know it is a depressive tendency of yours and you also enjoy having friends, why are you going to give into whatever your depressive tendency is for this temporary feeling? I don't think that is the best route to go in the long run, especially if they're good friends. If they're shitty, shady friends, let them go. That's fine. But if they're friends you genuinely do connect with, just let them know like, hey, I'm going to be working on my own stuff a little bit more. So you might see less of me, but I still love and appreciate y'all and we'll hang out soon. Simple point blank. You're, You're doing both things, right? You're saying, hey, I still love and care about you, but I also love and care about me and my work. So I'm finding balance. Do, do, do between both because you don't want to lose friends completely based off of your current feeling I also don't think you should compare your friendships I don't think it's a contest between your home friends and your far away friends your home friends are going to completely be different than your your new home friends because one of them probably grew up with you and the other ones are fresh and barely know you um, so I don't think there's any need to compare that either I think really find the balance between two maybe you've been Five days out of the week alone working on your shit and maybe you spend the weekend with friends and that's okay too. I don't think you have to choose one or the other and I hope that that resonates with you so that you can find the balance between two because why give up what also brings you joy and makes you feel love because being in community is something that keeps being a major theme within all of our shows and people don't want to be not even people creatures don't necessarily always want to be inherently alone it's actually not healthy for us um so don't do that to yourself if you already know it's kind of a depressive tendency obviously we all like alone time and need some solitude as well but don't deprive yourself of that either um with that said that covers all our dear evas for today i didn't realize it was so many um so we will now wrap up the show and i am going to toss my self-care corner because my throat is dry so i'm gonna give it to my beautiful pisces queen friend hey morgana can you give us what your self-care looks like and any tips you have for self-care corner today Self-care looks like taking those moments for yourself, Mm -hmm. whether it be in the morning, um, in that drive to work, uh, in a moment that you have before, after lunch, by yourself in that restroom or dark corner, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or even after work when you're walking your dog. Merlin, I love you. Same. 
(laughs) or um, before you rest at night, take a moment of breath, take a moment of gratitude because you lived yet another moment, yet another day. As for some of us, it can be a fight. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be a fight to live from minute to to minute, hour to hour, moment to moment, trauma to trauma. So uh, show gratitude for yourself, what you've lived, um, how you've overcome. Uh, give thanks for the person that you have been and lived and the person you'll become. Um, take a moment of love for yourself, of breath. The life that we live can take all the wind out of us, can bring us so much stress, so much discomfort in the body. So find those um, areas in the body where you feel that discomfort and breathe into that. Mm. Show gratitude and love to your body, your feet. Whether you got corns or bunions, they've brought you a mighty long way. <laughs> I'm telling you. You're such a Pisces. <laughs> Our feet. Um, <laughs> you know, your legs, your heart, your belly, your mind. Um, your arms. Your, your arms. Legs. Yes. Stay centered. Stay present. Breathe into that. Show gratitude. Show love to yourself. You are a mighty divine being. And we love you. So love thyself. Thank you. Wow. Fuck. Okay. Um, I'm going to record that and listen to it every morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is being recorded. That's convenient. Ha ha. Thanks, Decolores. Um, thank you, Morgana, for my favorite self-care corner ever. That was beautiful and peaceful. And I can hear you talk all day. Um, with that said, we are moving to the next few segments. Shit. We're going to speed through it. Ready, set, go. Upcoming the Colores events. We have Gray Space this Friday, November 8th at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center from 6 to 9 p.m. Lots of amazing art. I'm very excited. It's going to be beautiful. And we're finally doing it. So you need to come out. It might be one of our last big events of the year. (laughs) So please come out. Come support all these amazing artists. Bring your money. Support their work. Buy this art. Uh, All the proceeds go directly to them, the artists. And they're predominantly lots of POC artists. Um, So why not come and support our Gray Space pop-up art show? Yes, that means it is only one art only. One art only um come on big baby come on (laughs) do we have any other events any other things to promote i don't think so i think art stillery might be doing something might be doing something till november 16th just a little something hey Hey. you have something else coming up don't you oh my goodness yes when we reach 2020 yeah in february i am directing a show at bishop arts theater center called loving and loving i cannot wait about identity so please show up friends i need your love and your support come on let's tell these stories i cannot wait i'm so excited i'm gonna go to opening night hey already i bought my tickets (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna do amazing um then also finally announced rafael do you want to cover it since it's yes (laughs) I would love to cover the next event, Eva. So, the Oak Cliff Cultural Center, along with SMU's Office of Social Change and Intercultural Engagement, present Ripple Effects, an evening with the one and only Jessica Salgado. What? She'll be performing a reading of her work, followed by a discussion moderated by the one and only Eva Arreguin of Decolores Radio. Yes. 
It's this is free and open to the public. We love um, free access, access, access. Highlighting these stories and telling these stories is important. Oak Cliff is making sure that we make this free and open to the public. So a big shout out to SMU's Office of Social Change and Intercultural Engagement. Big shout out to Oak Cliff Cultural Center, City of Dallas Office of Arts and Culture, Friday, November 22nd from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. here at the Texas Theater, 231 West Jefferson Boulevard. You should be. Ah. I'm just kidding. You're going to do fine. Um, Again, Friday, November 22nd, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., Texas Theater, free Open to the public. Free 99. Yes. Y'all, this is free. What the fuck? Y'all better show up. If y'all don't show up, I'm going to be sad as shit. You ain't got to buy a book. You ain't got to buy a ticket. You ain't got to RSVP through event, Brian. You ain't got to do none of that. Ooh, and I That's hate when the we worst. Do that. Yeah, Ooh, like, get that email oh, in I there. Got, I got the printout. Oh, you don't got the Apple app. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but True. really, November 22nd, come out and support. Maybe we can have a table set up with Decolores stuff. Is yeah, that of course. a possibility? Yeah. And yeah, I'm very excited to finally have a conversation with the SEC. I'm going to have to narrow it down because there's a lot to uh, fat uh, bitches on the internet can talk about. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited to finally interview her or kind of talk to her, I guess, just in general. It's going to be more of yeah. a moderation, not an interview. Hopefully we can interview her on the Colores as well. Um, but there's a lot to discuss because her work is uh, very powerful and we're excited to speak to the Salvadorian queen herself, Jessica Salgado. So that is happening with that said, now we can do our brown business of the week. Do you have one? I meant to ask you. What's brown business of the week? It can be a brown or black business, POC owned business that you want to highlight that we haven't Do we know highlighted. anyone that like maybe does photography and we could like. Listen, <laughs> the brown business of the week that I would like to highlight is Photo Noir. Yes, go for it. <laughs> Talk <Jump> to them. <laughs> Listen, you can find me at www.photo-noir, spell N-O-I-R-E, because it's really photo black. Photo Noir. <laughs> Photo-noir.com. We have, I'm doing a wedding this Saturday. Ooh. I do product photography, headshots. Whatever you need for your content, I gotcha. Hello. <laughs> Thank you, beautiful queen. And now, finally, our last segment. Who the fuck <laughs> you got with the coco? Um, a shout out to uh, Teresa I met from Bishop Arts Theater. Yes. Who said oh, she loves our show. Oh, yay, Teresa. And she said, I love who the fuck you got. I said, Amen. wow, I have to stand. <laughs> um, with that said, Pat, you want to take it away? <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. He's like, what? Morgana, you ain't got nothing? Morgana, feel free to jump in if you want to no, share an artist something. or I'm musician. Oh, I know she got some. She got some. I got some. Okay, rather. Um, <laughs> so I've been catching up more on reading, and like I said, I've been listening to my two thousands because block party in a few weeks. I'm really nice, excited. Nice. Um, so I've been reading Samantha Irby. I liked her her online personality, her Twitter. I was about to say, why She's don't really I know funny. That name? She's a pretty well known author. Um, but I've been reading. Um, we are never meeting in real life. Ooh. And it's a nonfiction, but it's really funny to Did hear. Did you her. send me that? Yeah, I okay, think I'm I sent like, you you... her stuff. She's really funny because she's part of um, what's it called? Bitches Gotta Eat blog. Yes, relatable. So she's really funny. So I've been making sure to um 
read a lot of humorous and lighthearted things lately. That's good. Um, and then I have also, on repeat since it dropped, Omar Apollo's new song, Frio. I'm, it's really good. Um, with that said, um, men in music, please be respectful of women. Ooh. Don't use your power against them. I have said this before. Please don't take advantage of women in these spaces. Let's don't expand use your talent. it to beyond music, though. And uh, yeah, beyond music for sure. But like I'm saying it because as a person often involved in music, I hear about this and see about see it a lot, and I don't like it. Um, so mm. I just got to be accountable for the BS y'all do. But yeah. that's the thing. They don't want to be held accountable, right? So, like, again, we can talk about this another episode. But I just want to expand that because it is so prominent. <clears throat> and so they get uncomfortable at any moment. And they take advantage of their power because there is power to just being a man, especially if you're a famous man or have any mm-hmm. kind of amount of clout or money. You essentially already have more power than most of the women mm-hmm. in your life, probably. So being mindful of what you're doing and your power and not preying on women or abusing women mm. or belittling women women or just seeing us and using us sexually because there's so many layers to this um so yes pat thank you for bringing that up yeah there's a lot of that happening in the music world for sure but definitely beyond as well yeah and and i i like omar's music nice soft indie stuff you know i dig it so i just wanted to point that out because a lot of these i want to support y'all just be aware morgana you got some Yes, to kind of answer that, Pat, like, there's this book I've been reading. Yes. (laughs) Turn the World Inside Out, The Emergence of Nurturance Culture, which really hits on how uh, men have not answered to their trauma, how they need to nurture themselves. Mm -hmm. It's by Norma Samaran. And no, but she really challenges men to look Mm -hmm. at themselves and the trauma that they inflict on women. Yeah. Because of what they've been taught, Mm -hmm. these falsities of manhood, um, this deep rooted misogyny. Mm -hmm. um, And it's been so enlightening. I'm like, oh, this is heavy. But also recognizing that the reason we say this or want these people to be held accountable isn't out of hate. And maybe in some cases it is. And that's valid, too. And I'm only saying that also mostly also out of love and wanting you to be the best version of you and the healthiest version of you so that we can live in a society that's not in pain Mm -hmm. because it creates that balance word of the night. And that sounds like I don't even want to, like, acknowledge musicians sometimes if I know that they I don't want to acknowledge musicians, politicians. I regret several. So that's I was like, but I've been listening to the song. Omar's a pretty cool guy from what I know. I'm going to go see him. But you're like, just do better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just find nurturance Mm -hmm. in yourself. I'm about to read that book. Rafael. Added to Latinx Reads. Hello. Um... There was once this band. Uh-uh. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah! Why are you going to talk shit? I was so happy shit. when I... We are, you're allowed. We're real Rage happy. Against the Machine. You know who I got that voice from? <laughs> you. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You taught me that. March 26th, we're going to be in El Paso. Yep. What's Chico up? Chico Town. Family. We, really? we, Y'all pulling read- up. we already said yes. we planned it. Wait, yeah. can we put that as part of the tour? Um, no? I'm going to be... Okay, all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, I was like, I know, but I'm just saying we wanted to go literally to that area, didn't we? To Chico Town. I thought so. I'll go hang out with Prison Bay's mom. That's what? his hood. 
<laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I mean, give me your who you <laughs> got. Yeah, go, go. Rage Against the Machine. I was just so excited they Is got that back really together. Who it was? Yes, that's what it I was. I guessed it. Are you mad? I guessed it. No, I'm not mad. Get out of my smart. face. Yeah. We've been so pumped. No, yeah, that was really dope. I remember. I was trying to see them for a while, and I had was supposed to go with my brothers when they were touring with Wu-Tang, and that wow. shit fell Y'all through. Y'all probably would have exploded. That's your yeah. entire identity. <laughs> yeah. They ended up, like, touring with The Roots or something, which I didn't still go great. to. But And then I remember, okay. yeah, my brothers ended up driving down to San Antonio to see them, and I couldn't go there because I was too young, and my mom wouldn't let me go with them. Dang, mood, I, I feel pissed. that. That's happened to me um, before. Same. And so I was really mad. You know, when when uh, they broke up, but they're back together now. Uh, and my brother's actually the one who called me mad early because he listens to fucking talk radio. And he was like, yo, Dragon, the fucking fucking Rage Against the Machines getting back together. And I was like, bullshit. Went to Twitter, confirmed it. So you go to Twitter. Do you own a shirt? <laughs> Do I own shirts? Is that what you said? Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Boom. With some zapatistas on the front. Amen. We support our troops on the back. What's up? I'm good. That's funny. Um, March 26th. That's the one we're playing. We're playing. Go. For your birthday. That's yeah, not my birthday. But... Okay, but it's two days after, so it's fine. Oh, you know my you know my birthday? Shut up. Don't act like I'm like not your stand. You know my birthday? I'm over you. With that said, I'm wrapping up the show because I passed my who you got. I love you all. My who you got is yourself, bitch. <laughs> Fulfill yourself. Feed into yourself. Amen. Love yourself. Love yourself, Give yourself sis, grace. Bro. Believe in yourself. Yo. Stop that bad thought. Don't text him back. Okay. Old folks only. RIP emo black thought. Bitch, don't <laughs> even bring that up. Fuck. Did you see Twitter yesterday? I'm traumatized. I miss her, but she's not real. With that said, that wraps it up for us here at Decolores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a, a darn, darn review. I'm so sorry, Pat. Like, go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and write up a review for us. We'd love to keep growing, so please share it with everyone you know. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. We could not go on without your support. Come out to our events. Support our POC businesses. Uplift our guests. Go to www.decolorisradio.com. Why do I always say the www? Damn. <laughs> Tell everyone you love to follow us at Decolores Co. Where can they find you, Morgana? They can find me at um, on Insta Morgana De Loon. I'm on private, so <laughs> gotta request me. <laughs> um, and oh no, my kids found some of my Instagram the other day. It was scary. Run, Go baby, ahead, run. Sorry. Or at Photo Noir. Remember N O I R E. You can find me at www.photo-noir.com. Don't look on my Twitter. That's real. Like it's a private space. Private. <laughs> tarot dark witchy <laughs> biracial sad love i'm <laughs> dead if you enjoy our personal thoughts you can follow me at eva arreguin rafa at exile i think he liked something today on twitter.com i sure did and pat at pat.arreguin our theme song is cumbia anthem by el dusty our audio editor is rafael we gonna find that balance tamayo our intern is daisy rincon we promise to keep growing and providing you 
with entertaining content and more importantly a platform for your voices and work to be lifted contact us on social media or email us at decoloriscollective at gmail.com we will see you friday at gray space pull up we gonna party afterwards and tpl them be careful it's scary <laughs> thank you so much again for being with us and join us again next time for decolores radio 69 is coming y'all woo woo de colores radio de colores radio de colores radio